Drifting Cloud Press and your host, Gable Thomas Stevens. Today we have a special guest, Tom Stainer, and um, we'll be talking about the river and um, just Dartington and the estate and many more things to come. But up first is Akira Kosumura, Inside the River, Part 1. That was Inside the River by Akira Kosamura from the album In the Dark Woods. And so to begin the conversation, Tom, welcome. Welcome, Gabe. Um, we're going to be just talking a little bit about, um, well, first and foremost, what, what brought you to Dartington and what makes you sat in this chair? I just realised I don't have my leaf with me. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> we're off to a bad start i think i've got mine in my pocket we uh we said uh before we were playing a frisbee out in the in the fields of dartington and uh one of the things we said we would bring an object from the outside and bring it into the room <laughs> tom is holding a light in my way but i don't think that counts um so yeah what what brought you to dartington and um yeah it was a. Uh it's really unexpected, actually. Um, I uh, I was walking on um, the church in St. Mary's as a stonemason. And um, yeah, um, my last day on the job and I thought I'd check out Totnes, walk up the high street and uh, some people were like, hey, you belong here. Mm. And I was like, well, I'll take that as a message. And I came the next week with my friend and we went up to Dartington and he was like, what is this place? What is this? What are they doing here? I'm so <laughs> curious about this place. And I was kind of like, oh, he's interested. Mm. And I just kind of checked it out online the next day. And I remember I just signed up for a little little kind of talk on the, um, on the masters we're doing with no intention to join the course. 
Right, so the masters um, being poetics of imagination for yeah. those listening in. And um, yeah, and, and then and then I was working at this shepherd hut company and I'd been working there a few months and it was kind of getting to that point where I was done with the job. Mm. And uh, this little reminder popped up on my phone. I don't even put reminders on my phone. And it was like, you have a you have a talk online about the Poetics of Imagination Masters you, you signed up for. I was like, shh, bugger. Um, and uh, yeah, I just was part of that talk and it's like my heart, for the f- I don't know, maybe the first time in a very long time, my heart was mm. like, do this. Mm. There's no waiver. And I, you know, it's really rare that I'd get a message from my heart, but it was like, do this, you belong here. Mm. And so that you just... You just listened to that and came. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> and because before this, you were a stone mason, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was the craft that you were coming from. Yeah, that, you know, that was very different. You know, very different, very kind of, I kind of want to say harsh environments. Mm. Not not poetic. Like I'd be on a building site and, you know, I felt like I filtered most of my conversation. Mm. And I remember, I remember one of the first building sites I ever went on. I was working with this woman, and she said, uh, "I think you're a bit too cerebral for this job." <laughs> and I was like, "I don't even know what that means." <laughs> That's interesting. Cere- cerebral too for for this for the stone, or like they're just the work in general. Just the work in general. We basically had like you know nine meters of stone wall, mm. and we we're just putting muck in the wall. Mm. So you just do that all day. Just wow. this repetitive thing wow and uh yeah yeah but I, I feel that now i've like worked alongside you in on the masters and we're like further into it i've definitely felt that your work as a stonemason is really impacting the work that you're doing now because although that woman may have said you're an ephemeral an ephemeral being you you bring that sort of groundedness that um, a craft where you work with your hands um, really translates into poetry, which is can be a much more about the imagination and in the mind. Yeah, I think I think that I I think that I just didn't have uh, inspiration before. Like I didn't have a channel. Like my stonemasonry felt inert mm. because it wasn't fueled. It wasn't fueled by me. I was just doing what I needed to do. Whereas this course has been like, look, here's this treasure trove mm. of ideas and information and you know it's like a, it's like opening you know the arabian nights little secret treasure cove and being like oh right this here is what i want to translate into stone because i realized that stone for me has always been a medium for the message mm. but I just it's like being in the world of stonemasonry there wasn't a message mm. yeah i like what you just said there that uh, to translate um I mean, because like the, the last workshop we've actually just been working on is on different translations of a poem. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting to think of how you can translate your work onto a wall um, or an idea in that sort of more... Yeah, it has another existence. Form. Yeah, it has another it's, existence outside of you. It's like seeing, you know, a symbol that you see all the time, but when you see it as a tattoo on someone's body, mm. it has a whole other existence in a very weird way. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay, so up next we have continuation of uh, the song we were listening to at the beginning, and this is just Inside the River Part 2.
अब नेक्स्ट So that that's a continuation of In the Dark Woods, which is a beautiful album of ambient soundscape uh, music by a Japanese artist, Akira Kosomura. So one of the reasons um, I've been playing Inside the River and uh, have curated a playlist around songs of the river is because Tom and I have, for at least the last 20 days, um, been visiting the dark every morning, uh, around seven in the morning. And Tom Leon and I, actually, I should say, have been going. And yeah, we have committed to 70 days through the heart of winter. And so I wanted to bring Tom on the show to gain some perspective from another mind. Um, so yeah, what's... I First of all, I want to start with, like, what's... What what has um, caught you by surprise that you didn't expect in beginning this journey? The camaraderie. That was that was the thing that I wasn't expecting there to be so much sweetness around. Like when I first envisioned dipping in the dark, it was like this uh, like this absolving process 
you know, this kind of like um, baptism every morning to try and like clean myself, that kind of idea. Mm. And then, you know, those just those three minutes, sometimes five, ten, before we get in the dark and we're just chatting and, you know, we're paying attention to whatever the mood of the morning is. Mm. And there'll just be a few words shared. Maybe it'd be something we've been talking about already. And it, there's just a sweetness to it. And, and and along with that, there's it sounds there's this kind of funny moment when, you know, if you're not the person dipping in first, to kind of see your, your friend's kind of naked body just mm. about to just about to go in. There's something <laughs> kind of honest and innocent and yeah, yeah some kind of funny camaraderie there. Mm. Yeah, I, I agree with that because we all do it in the morning because it's so dark at that time. We all skinny dip anyway. And yeah, I, I agree. There's that sort of, it, it's like an old memory. It feels, you know, something you would have done as a boy. And as you talk, I, I get that sense of like collective memory that it brings. Um, and yeah, there's always each morning so different from the next. I find anyway. Yeah, yeah, the the atmosphere of the water. You know, you start to feel that she's got a she's got a mood mm. that morning. And yeah, you you're right. It does feel like you're doing one of those timeless things. Mm. Like I get the same sensation if I'm near a fire at night and I can't see anything else but the fire. I'm like, wow, this is this has been going on since time immemorial. Yeah, yeah, the fire is quite something, isn't it? Whenever you look in a fire, it's like, and I think everyone can relate to that experience too when you're sat outside in the, in the air mm -hmm. and you're looking into a fire and it, and it feels like a, a, like a primordial image. Yeah. It sends you really far back. And I think that's what I see. You know, when I'm staring <laughs> at the bank and maybe Leon's about to go The naked first. cheeks of Leon. When I see his, <laughs> when I see his little cheeks. <laughs> well, I don't know if they're little. And, uh, supple. 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 <laughs> Tender. Um, you know, I think this is a primordial image here. Yeah. You know, maybe there's some mist rising from the water. And yeah, it's, it's that time of the day too where nothing else is around except nature. Mm, yeah. It's not been eaten up by men yet. My man. Mm, because of the first, usually the first, if not one of the first few people to enter the dart at that time. Yeah, the stories that we've been reading for this uh, module, uh, some Celtic myths, and one thing that I've I've seen a resemblance to is the the Irish myth and the Fiannan, which were a group of hunters. And um, one of the things that plays out in all these myths is the the importance of an oath and to hold on to that. So as um, a group of poetry students, you know, it's interesting to see, because I, I got what an oath is, is just like, how can you honor your words? Because it's one thing to speak it, but it's another thing to act upon it. And I think this rigor of going down to the, to the water says more than anything we could write about. Um, yeah, fidelity. Fidelity to the, to the moment and... And to, your, and to your future self, you know, that's mm. that's always the weirdest thing I've noticed. And I think this landed on me both with my Sifu and the master at the Shaolin Temple was like the discipline you put in every day, 
you don't notice while you're living it. Mm. But when three months have gone by, you've, you know, it's like you've stored away a load of chestnuts and suddenly you're like, oh, wow, actually, I've got, I've got a platform to stand on now because I know I did that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point. And also one of the books I was reading today was that turning up every day, you know, that rigor is beyond that is what leads to the the ecstasy of a moment or the happiness. You know, it's often misconstrued, isn't it, that you can you can just buy your way through it or mm. that we live in a culture where you can there's a price tag on everything. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. You know, it's really the rigor that makes the the moment. I heard something just the other day that said, you're never going to relive that moment that you drove your first car. It doesn't matter if how many Ferraris you buy or mm. whatever you try and do to get, get that moment back. You can't because, you know, the build-up to driving the car for the first time was 17 years, you know? And it's it's just lack lack sometimes makes things sweet hmm yeah that that apple that you have when you on a three four day walk and <laughs> it's like the first apple you've ever eaten <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's sweeter than the rest my sifu says uh the, the the ingredient that makes everything better hunger hunger yeah ah oh, beautiful and on that note um, we're playing a song by Ruckel called The Forgotten River.
So that was Forgotten River um, from an album called More Beautiful Than Silence, hmm. uh, which is yeah, speaks for itself. Um, so we continue our conversation about the dark. And whilst that song was playing and we were listening to it, Tom and I were speaking about the fidelity that is required to turn up and how people have a romanticized image of going for swimming in the dark. But there comes a point where, you know, it's, well, you were saying it's... It's cold, you're <laughs> tired, the sheets are warm, you don't want to get out. You That's it, you're, you're, you're bed bound. <laughs> you're bed bound and you give yourself an excuse, you know, you mm. say, ah, I'll go in half an hour. And you sleep in for 40 minutes <laughs> and you say, nah, tomorrow, I'll go tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah, the ever, the eternal tomorrow. The eternal tomorrow, and you've, you know, you've lost tomorrow by giving up today. Because it will just be the same excuse tomorrow, but weaker. Mm. Until tomorrow never comes. Mm. And I think what's really important to state as well is that all three of us, I don't think, would be there without each other. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't got any, you know... We haven't got any strong will or, you know, more determination than the next. Yeah, I know. It's, I think it's love that's getting us there. Like, or brotherhood. Because mm. I know that Leon is outside his at seven o'clock in the morning. And when I'm looking at the time and it's, it's 6.54, mm. I'm going to get my ass out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, better definitely been a many a morning where I've been chasing my tail out the house. <laughs> <laughs> no I, I agree I think one thing I've been coming to terms with and I'm, I'm still learning is to enjoy it you know often I wake up and I just want to be in it and get out and have that experience behind me as if it was a dream and slowly but surely I'm turning up with the the excitement of being there I think yeah, I think that found me today. Like I wasn't expecting it, but when I, I went in the river yesterday evening, mm. um, when I went in it this morning, the moment I let go of the rope <laughs> and plunged into those cold depths, it was it was like this lovely familiarity that mm. came over me. And I, I was like, wow, I thought I'd be f fearing the cold again. But mm. It was like, oh, this is like an... I don't know. It became familiar. It's becoming familiar. Becoming familiar. Yeah. Well, how, what was your experience of... So every Sunday, um, we don't not go in the river, but we give ourselves a day of rest. How, how have you found going to the river by yourself um, in comparison to the group? Um, I have to keep it in my head that I'm going to go. That's one of the things I need to do on a Sunday. Mm. <laughs> and I usually have to pick roughly my time. I think I'm going in during dusk. And yeah, when I when I get there, it's kind of like a tussle. Like I know I've got to go in. I know I've got to go in. But I kind of, you know, without you guys there, I'm a bit like, it's cold. Ooh, right, ah. right. But it also feels a bit, just a little bit more personal. Like what you just said there, like you're becoming familiar with it. It's like my body's becoming familiar with it. Mm. On that level that's not me, it's my body's like, aha, we're here again. 
Mm. And I really notice that when I'm on my own because I get in the water and it's like there's this layer of familiarity that's starting to get skin deep. Mm. And it's kind of like what Martin talks about, bone memory. It's, it's sinking into deeper parts of me, the river. Yeah, there's a relationship there now. There's yeah. a conversation being had. Yeah, because I, I found that when I went yesterday on Sunday, um, that I went at two o'clock and I, and, and I said to you that it was just really busy. And I think what I was met with was my own chattering mind. <laughs> um, you, know, you don't want to go, but, uh, you know, go at peak traffic hour. And, you know, there was four canoeists and they were coming on the dock and I did a couple loops, you know, I was just kind of like warming up and kind of like, oh, I don't, I don't really want to get in in front of all these people. Mm, yeah. Um, but actually when I got in, all the, 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 mul- the, the multiplicity of voices turned to one. You know, that way cold water just, you know, it changes the... And then the chatter came back. But there's always that moment where you have, like, it's just ice cold, white thought, nothing. Yeah, there's nothing to It's just about. nothing. You yeah, don't... Yeah. You, you're not thinking about what's on your shopping list. You're not even thinking about the plunge. You're just <laughs> experiencing it. The, yeah. It's funny. The fear goes the moment your body touches the water. <laughs> Yeah, that's very true. Very true. Um, so as we mentioned earlier, we, we run to the river. And so the next song is called Running by the Roads, Running by the Fields. And it's by a, a beautiful um, music uh, collective called Library Tapes. So it's running by the roads, running by the fields, by library tapes. Um, so uh, Tom has a question for me. And uh, so we'll start off that segment 
with that. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It just came through, and it's probably the question you want to ask me. But um, what does it what does it mean to you to be going to the dark? Like, what does this all mean for you? Mm. To go. Um, I feel like first and foremost, I want to say that I haven't fully, I don't fully know yet. Um, cause I still feel like we're really early in the process. And I remember when you told me, cause I, I had just come back from, when it was the beginning of New Year's and I had just come back from Ireland and, and I was like in quarantine or self-isolation, you know, um, and you just said, Hey, we're going, yeah, well, we're going to the river. Like, are you going to be there? You game? <laughs> Am I game? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I was like, yeah, why not? You know, just. <laughs> and then as I walked away, I realized the seriousness of my, <laughs> my endeavor or, or rather the endeavor that was placed before me. Um, and so I think the first part of it was just like, I just want to be there. I want to show up, you know. And, you know, maybe just a bit of grit, a bit of determination. And what's been really beautiful is to see that over time it hasn't, it's no longer coming from a place of like, uh, I just need to be there because I don't want to let the others down. You know, I think that was the foot I was working off. And now it feels like there's a desire or there's, there's I want to be there. You know, there there is that sense of um, camaraderie that has just come out of continuous days, and yeah, that that's really beautiful to see, especially amongst men as well. You know, having that sort of tie, and um, I really enjoyed. For me, the the real opening of that was the first when we did the silent swim. And us all being present and not sharing um, our thoughts or words or disturbing the morning in 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 any way with our our language. Well, we did disturb the morning in some regard. Yes, this is true. This is. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, do you want do you do you wish to enlighten well, the, the listeners? Or I mean, that morning, there's there's the swan of the dart, uh, who we see every now and then. And she was asleep, really, next to the river. <laughs> and Gabriel just just didn't see her. <laughs> and we were kind of having this quiet morning of going in. And I was like, oh, Gabriel, he's not going to swing in with that swan right there. <laughs> but he just took the leap and plunged. <laughs> and she just woke up like, what <laughs> What the hell's going on? Yeah, quite, quite the abrupt uh, <laughs> morning alarm. You come in with your red armor on then, <laughs> on your red steed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it it had come down to my eyesight. That, that is, yeah, yeah. to there's, clarify. There's no it. fault of your own. <laughs> <laughs> my eyesight's not not good at the best of times, but at seven in the morning, it's uh, it's 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 a few shades off pitch black. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah. This this next song. Uh, is uh, gecko, which is uh, the Japanese word for moon. And one thing that I've, I've really been enjoying is, because I live so close to the river, I've, I've kind of visited it at night and seeing the moonlight play out on the water is really beautiful. And 
uh, one morning I wrote that I felt as if moonlight was burning beneath my feet <laughs> um, and actually was just the sheer cold of the dark. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, these ideas of reflection and, you know, what does the water hold? What images does the water hold? Does the river hold? What, what does the river see? It's funny that one morning where we had uh, the moon was kind of low on the horizon Mm. And it looked like the sun rising. Was it that was the, wolf, well, the wolf moon? Yeah. Mm. And it was like, it was just this kind of weird supernatural world. I felt we were suddenly in this other world where the moon was rising. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funky. The moon has that, it does give you that supernatural quality. I remember you saying on the uh, on, on the estate, Dartington Estate, when we you could see the moon in the sky. And you, you I remember it vividly. You said... You know, when you can see the moon in, in broad daylight, it just makes you realize we're on a rock. <laughs> mm. We're on another planet, you know, and there's a part of a cosmos. It's that moment earlier we had with the trees, you know, it feels extraterrestrial. Extraterrestrial, and maybe yeah. breaking down that word's better to say, it feels extraterrestrial. It feels more terrestrial than ever. Mm. Mm. Yeah, delightful. <laughs> Okay, Gecko by Susumu Yakota.
Okay, so Tom is uh, only with us for another five minutes, so I'm just going to ask him a final question uh, to end uh, the segment with Tom and our conversation. And it was just to return the question that he asked me earlier in the show. Uh, what does it mean to you to be going to the dark every morning? Yeah. I knew the question was coming, but I st it's still hard to answer. Mm. I think it means a lot. And it means more than I'll probably be able to flush out with words. But to me, it feels like this huge process. It feels really, really alchemical. And that it is something I need to do to mature in kind of the weirdest ways ever that it's, it's a bit like fermenting, but like if fermenting had a kind of painful tone to it. <laughs> um, yeah, it feels, it feels like so much of my last seven years, maybe even longer, 14 years. It feels like I'm trying to, not trying to, but this process is kind of washing that off. You know, washing off washing off a thousand years of grime mm. uh, kind of I don't know if you've seen I'm sure you've seen Spirited Away uh -huh, you know yeah. that kind of weird ancient thing that ends up in the bathhouse and it's just got to get all that sludge off of it mm. that's what it feels like good scrubbing a good scrubbing with <laughs> oh with that uh, wire wall <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah I think that's one of the biggest things and that's, that's the more we do it every day, the more emotional I'm getting. In fact, that's maybe. In fact, I guess this is a funny one. Is three years ago I was really terrified of the ocean. I was really afraid of water, actually. Mm. And I would have dreams where I would really freak out if I was swimming in the water. It's like I was trying to escape. And I think you know, water like is the symbol for our emotions mm. yeah that's interesting i didn't know that yeah so i think there's a there's a there's a definitely a, a consequential link between this process and and i don't know feeling those feelings that that we bury bury really deep down mm. and it's all coming up and, and it feels like this this hinge to which the next stage of my life and the previous stage of my life is going through this kind of 70-day baptism. And, and one part of me thinks that's lovely and romantic and the other part of me just wants to sob about it. I really, really feel a lot of pain and upset around it. Mm. Wow. Yeah, it's good to share, to share your, your emotions, um, especially, you know, good to hear your view on, on why you're there, because it's, it's always felt like it's good. It's a collective thing. Um, and that's becoming more and more apparent that that's also something that I, I, I'm hoping to bring, you know, we're, we're brought, we're brought up thinking like, it's just, we have to be uh, it's an individual journey 
it's a hero's journey and that all that crock of nonsense and so to really be in this with you however um short or the brevity of the moment it's a it's a real honor to be crossing paths with you yeah it does feel like that lovely uh camaraderie and it reminds <laughs> me of ram das's saying you know where he says we're all just walking each other home nice and that's what it feels like yeah. with us I like morning. that. I really like <laughs> yeah. that. Wow, that's thank you, Tom, for being on the show, and I appreciate you giving some time to to be on Drifting Cloud Press and uh, the Sound Art Radio. And actually, the next song it fits beautifully, like a piece in a jigsaw puzzle, because the next song is "Flying Ocean," Toby Umi, um, by the same artist that uh, composed Gecko. It's uh, Sasumo Yakoto. And that will be up next, Flying Ocean.
So that was Tobi Umi by uh, Sasumu Yakota. And um, now that Tom has left, I just want to read one um, little passage from Iron John, which is a book by Robert Bly and was given to me by Tom um, and speaks on the subjects of uh, that we've touched upon. And in it is a poem um, by W.B. Yeats uh, from A Dialogue of Self and Soul. I am content to follow it to its source, every event in action or in thought, measure the lot, forgive me myself the lot. When such as I cast out remorse, so great a sweetness flows into the breast, we must laugh and we must sing, we are blessed by everything, everything we look upon is blessed. And so I want to finish the uh, show with a song by Moondog, uh, in collaboration with Lewis Harden, um, Seascapes of the Whales. And Moondog is, a, is one of my favourite artists and a very interesting thinker, poet, songwriter um, who lived on the streets of New York for, ma- for many years as a homeless, homeless uh, musician. And this is a, an unusual song and um, not quite like his... Um, style which is in itself very eclectic but I thought I would finish with this and the last song following by Midori Hirano, Oceans Disconnect from the album Invisible Islands so thank you it's been a pleasure to uh, to speak to you and have Tom on the show and I hope to see you next Monday for the next one